Hey everyone, this is Crime and Wine Down. I'm Emily. And I'm Madison. And we are your co-hosts for the evening. Your lovely co-hosts, <laughs> per usual. Per, per usual. <laughs> um, we've had some technical difficulties in the past month um, with, with episode two. Um, so, I mean, you might... You might get a hold of that one in the future. <laughs> you might not. You might not want to get a hold of that one. We were very low energy. Yeah. Our stories were not that good. Um, but it might come out. So still st- stay tuned. <laughs> still stay listen. tuned. Um, so yeah, technically this is episode three. It will likely be labeled episode two. <laughs> um, but I think this uh, this episode we have some exciting stories. Yes, um, definitely more exciting than the the unmarked episode, we'll call it. <laughs> the episode that will not be Episode referenced. X. <laughs> yes, no number. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I know technically in our, in our title, we're, we reference wine, um, yeah. but today, no wine. I have a hard kombucha. And I have a, um, what kind of beer is this? It's a Citra Solo IPA. It's really good. Highly, um, re- highly recommend. What is that? Lead Dog Brewing. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's really good and it feels like, feels and tastes like summer, which is nice for yeah. your SF right now. Yes. I am drinking June Shine Hopical Citrus. Highly recommend... I dig the tall can. Of course. You have to do the tall can. You have to. Yeah. Otherwise, it feels like... Wrong. Totally. I was going to say the same thing. It just feels wrong. But yeah, drink a beer with us this episode instead of wine. And then we'll be we'll be back to our regular programming <laughs> next time. Maybe. Maybe. It might just be a drink. Like, what if we did yeah. G&Ts? Yes. Let's not fully commit to wine. I like yeah. that. Or like, yeah. your famous... Drink the dark turn, <laughs> which we still don't know. We still what's don't know. I know tequila was in it. Yeah, I made it, and there was strawberries. Strawberries, in it. yes. Fresh strawberries. I made it out of the things that I could find in my dad's kitchen. Yeah, it was delicious, though. It One was. day we'll recreate it for sure. I was also probably twenty three, so maybe it sucked. Yeah, we were just like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, but who knows? Drinking in my parents' backyard. It was a vibe. Still is a vibe, honestly. I think, had, I think that night did take a very... It took dark a turn. turn. Oh. A, not a dark one. Oh, okay. A light turn. Um, shout out to the old pro in Palo Alto. Oh, God. I can't even go into that place. Like, so many weird boys there. <laughs> cool. But enough about the old pro. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. I digress. Um, <laughs> so I think you are going first today. Yes, I'm I really am. excited. I have no idea what your story is about. I just know that it is a solved case. It is. Yeah, I'm excited about this because it kind of does have an ending somewhat. So my case is the case of the killer clown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
thought there was gonna be another word after that. There it was. was. Like killer, oh. It was killer clown murder, but oh, I just for some reason off. left that part off. I thought there was gonna be more of a like an effect just saying killer clown. So I was worried it was gonna be like a like killer and then clown with a K and then another <laughs> word with K. Oh god, I, that would be I took a dark turn. Yeah, on I'm sorry that about title. that. No, I'm but glad you told me it was murder. This is a trigger warning for anyone who is afraid of clowns, mm. because I personally have really fond memories of clowns. You got me. You would. I used to go to the circus all the time as a kid, and like I, the clowns are really fun and like cool. I yeah, I didn't have any bad clown memories either. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like pro-clown. Right. But I definitely wasn't anti-clown. So many people are. I mean, th- it was a little scary when there's a, that, like, trend of people just, like, walking around yeah. in, like, random clown outfits and, yeah. like, at 3 a.m. I mean, that's, yeah, that's weird. But, but, yeah, I feel like there's people who, like, see, like, a professional clown who's just, like, trying to be a jolly person and they freak yeah, out. They're just that's my best. Okay, am I making this up? Or was there a clown picture in your cabin? Yes, there is. Back to my cabin. Um, we always talk yeah, about our cabin. Our friend um, got stuck up there <laughs> because his car broke down. And um, in his stay, he was waiting for a ride back from my parents, which was hilarious. <laughs> he found this painting of a clown. Wasn't it, like, hidden in the closet? Like, yeah. that's... I think I, I literally didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Did you but ever I, ask your grandma about it? No, my cousins told me it had always been there. Oh, that's right. So. Sorry, we digress again. Yeah. But I mean, I just thought I was making that I gotta up. I got to hit up grandma. Reason. Ask. We need to find the origins out. Like, where did this painting Especially come from? after this story. So. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, the scene is, it is Memorial Day weekend in 1990 in Palmdale, Florida. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. And I'm, yeah. like, wearing my hair in, like, a 90s-style vibe in honor mm-hmm. of this story. Because who doesn't love the 90s? Anyway. Um, this story is about the victim, Marlene Warren. She was just relaxing in her Palmdale home. Um, her adult son was over with some friends, and they were eating breakfast, like a typical Sunday. When they heard a knock at the door, so Marlene goes to answer it, a person dressed as a clown was standing at the door. I mean, I'm not even afraid of clowns, but I feel like mm-hmm. that would be, like, alarming to me. Yeah. Just someone knocks at your door and it's a clown. But that's just me. Yeah. Wait, so it was, like... Can you repeat, like, where that was? Yeah, of course. I missed that one detail. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? So it was Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I got that. In Palmdale. Got that. Marlene Warren. Uh-huh. Um, she's a mom. Uh-huh. She's eating breakfast with her son. Her son's friends are over. Mm. It's like a typical Sunday. Yeah. Um, and she, she hears a knock at the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she goes to answer it. A person is standing there in a full Shit. clown costume. Okay. Orange wig, painted face, just like your typical clown. Red nose. Yeah. Where did that even come from? Weird vibes. Yeah. So the clown is holding two balloons and flowers. So seems like a nice two clown? balloons? Two balloons. That's us. You think? <laughs> Just two? Yeah, you're right. They would yeah. be holding like You're a... either a really unsuccessful clown or you're an imposter. 
Ooh, okay. I like that. I mean, they definitely were, but... So, Marlene goes to grab the gifts mm-hmm. and comments, Oh, how nice, like any normal person, when the clown shoots her twice in the <gasps> face. What? Yeah. I thought there was going to be some, like, twisted stuff, like, they walked in before they did something. Dang. No, this goes, like, straight to the punch, and then there's a lot of details that follow, okay. because it is a solved crime. Yeah, but, no, but still. Yeah. Um, so, after that, the clown just calmly turns around and gets into the car and drives away. Like, peace w- out, fam. Just calmly, just, like, gets in the car, drives away after shooting this poor woman at her doorway. And her kid. In front, I mean, yeah, like, her son was an adult, but that, can you still, even as an adult, like, seeing your mom get shot, like, would, I can't even fathom that. So, like... At this, I was going to, I have this question written down. I'm like, at this point, who do you think the clown is? But then I'm like, there's no details yet. <laughs> okay, that question might be a little too early. I but mean, we definitely don't think it's professional. Right, that's, okay, so <laughs> who could it be? Like, what is the first thing that you think? I mean, think? even if it was someone who she really knew, I mean, but then again, like, she died. Like, we, I'm assuming she died. She died, yeah, yes, we don't, yes. We don't know if she recognized the person, but also, like, what a stupid plan to be dressed up as a clown to go kill someone. And then just calmly walk, drive away in a car that everyone sees. Like, I feel like that's a really easy thing to track down. I mean, it sounds, you'll probably get into this, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like her kids saw the clown. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if they... Because how else would they have known? Right. I mean, you hear a gunshot, you probably run, and you can probably see at least the back of this person's head. Especially if you see the car. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a ton of people in the house who are able to um, at least run and see what had happened. Mm -hmm. So, the first step in the investigation was to track down the car the clown drove away in, because, duh... Um, so they found the car miles away in a shopping center and were able to link the car to a used car dealership. So the first step in the investigation was to track the car the clown drove away in. So they, yes. found, they found the car miles away in a shopping center and were able to link the car to a used car dealership owned by, drumroll please, Marlene's husband. Oh, shit. So he obviously became a suspect. It, I mean, it's always the husband. I feel like so so many cases, it's like that's the first suspect. Yeah, so it's, it's like it'd be a clear. Isn't it like a certain percentage? Like it's usually someone they know. Exactly, the majority of cases, yeah. it's like the odds of it being someone completely random are really actually low. Mm-hmm. Um. So the husband became a suspect, but so did Sheila Keen. Remember that name. Because it's going to become an important part of the story. Sheila Keen. What a name. Sheila Keen. She worked at the dealership and was also rumored to be having an affair with Marlene's husband, Mike. Oh, shit. So they could not find anything specifically linking either one of them to the murder. But wasn't the car enough? I mean, like, I feel like if they could link the car to her husband's dealership, how is that not enough evidence to charge them? I mean, it's got to be, like, without a doubt, right? Right, right. It has to be hard evidence. I, I understand that that's, like, the level they need, but I'm just yeah. like... Because even 
if it was the husband's car, I don't know, like, at a used dealership, like, you don't know who has access to it, like, it could have been... That's true. Yeah, you definitely need, like, firm, firm evidence, but I'm like... The crazy thing was, the case went cold for 27 years. That what? happened in 1990. The case goes cold for 27 years. So they were just like, oh, we don't know who it is? Like... They tracked on the car, but, like, didn't have... There was no, like, There was no... They... they, I'm sure they processed all the evidence they had at that time, but the technology wasn't there, so they couldn't Uh, move any further. I mean, or it's just shoddy police work, which happened a lot back then. Yeah. But, um, I guess they're just like, whatever, fuck it. Another cold case (laughs) to put in the file. So, um, within those 27 years, Marlene's husband went to jail... For odometer tampering, grand theft, and racketeering. What's and I, racketeering? That is literally what I said when I heard <laughs> that. I was like, I always hear that word, but I never know what it means. I've so I looked it up for it. the group. Thanks. Racketeering is a person who engages in dishonest and fraudulent business dealings. So I'm sure connected with so his So it's just like car you're a criminal. Yeah. Because haven't you heard that word that's like thrown around like racketeering? And I'm like, what does that mean? I've never heard it. I've heard it a lot and I never knew what it meant. But there you go for the group. Um, And also, he went to jail, got out. He marries his mistress, Sheila Keen. And they lived quietly together until 2017. Okay. So, how sketch is that though? Like, his wife gets murdered. And he marries his mistress, and they don't have anything to do with her murder. I just, like... Yeah, that's weird. Weird. Like, I mean, I don't know how they're not arrested, basically, at or this point. Or just, like, prime suspects. Right. Like, they're just living their lives Did they even check years. to see the guy's, like, makeup drawer? Like... Right. Like, was this done? Was the proper protocol done? I don't know. But in 2017, which is so recent... Newly tested DNA led to Sheila Keen's arrest. Newly so tested. A, a female clown. Yeah. Yeah, Holy female shit. clown. I know. Don't see that as often. Sheila right? denies any involvement. Of course she fucking denies. Excuse my language. Of course she denies any involvement. Um, her trial was set for January 2020. <gasps> that, like, but got postponed because of the coronavirus, it got pushed to May, and now is pushed back again to 2021 because of COVID. So, like, this is very recent so that this just got... So, is she, like, in jail? So, yeah, I think when you're waiting for trial, you're in... Not... You're in jail. I think you're in... I don't know if you're in a county jail or if you're not in prison yet, but you're awaiting trial. Correct me if I'm so wrong. It's crazy, because it's, like... That means, like... I don't know, like, let's just say you're innocent... You're in jail for, yeah. like, eight months. Oh, totally. Yeah. It, our system... We've talked about this the first episode, but yeah, yeah. our system's really fucked up. Um, so some of the key evidence that led to her arrest, orange wig fibers found in car. <laughs> yeah. So clown wig found Unless in the car. Unless you're, like, going for it Saturday night, wig parties galore. Yeah. I don't think they had wig... Maybe. I don't think they had wig parties back then, but... Oh, Someone's having a wig party, <laughs> but still. And they found long brown hairs found in the car, and she had long brown hair. Mm-hmm. 
They found a receipt from Publix, which is like, I guess, like a um, store in Florida. Uh, the Publix employees confirmed that Sheila was the one who bought the balloons and the flowers. They picked Two her, balloons? They picked her out of the lineup. Holy So, really. like, there's your solid evidence. And police also went to a local costume shop mm. and confirmed Sheila bought the clown costume from them. But, like, why didn't they do this 27 years ago? Exactly. Like, who recently bought a clown costume? Like, isn't there usually, like, right. security cameras everywhere? Right. That was my thing, whole thing. I was like, how are you just now getting enough evidence to and, prosecute yeah. her? And at a car rental place, there's definitely cameras. Right. I mean, with ni- the 90s. I mean, he was racketeering, though, so he probably yeah. didn't want any cameras. But, um, but yeah, it's just like... So, I'm sure you guys are wondering why she decided to dress as a clown. Uh, So, this is like a little fun fact, but one of Michael Warren's, so the husband, Uh former attorneys remembers mentioning to Michael the perfect way to commit a murder (gasps) would be to wear a disguise, specifically a clown costume, because you could get away with murder that way. Because you'd have your face painted, you would have a wig, you'd be like in a baggy, you know, costume. So then this, I'm like, well, then that that just proves that Mike was for sure involved. Or at least it, he was planning something. Right. And I can totally, like, when I saw that, I was like, he has to be involved. He, I actually think that he's the mastermind of it all, and she, he just got her to do his bidding. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. He didn't want to be in the marriage anymore. Mm-hmm. He had this woman who was in love with him so much so that she's willing to murder his wife do you were they like still together when she got arrested when Sheila got arrested oh yeah no they were married they were married as soon as the wife was dead they pretty much got together that's wild like and he's not charged yet they're just focusing on her because she's the one who actually committed the murder but it's like, how could she have rented a car without, like, exactly him knowing? Exactly. There's no way he's not involved. There's yeah. no way. Unless, I mean, unless she pulled some crazy stuff, but, like. But, I mean, she's, like, and I think if like, she truly loves him, she's not going to throw him under the bus. Yeah, and unless she's, like severely mentally unstable she's not gonna like make that play on her own and think that like oh he's gonna choose me after I kill his wife exactly in a clown costume (laughs) so he for sure is involved for sure 100% the only loophole I'm thinking is like if if she didn't want her husband to know it was her so there would be no like eyewitnesses mm. of them seeing her do it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, if she was like, I want this woman out of the picture. Yeah. Like, she could dress up as a clown and, like, she'd be less likely to be caught. And But uh, but for me, like, if he really cared about his wife... Yeah. And she was a possible suspect... Yeah. Like... Like, strike one. Why would you not be with her? Exactly. Yeah. So... I don't know, it was crazy, but stay tuned for her trial beginning April 9th, 2021. The prosecutors are Dang. seeking the death penalty. 
Whoa, the death penalty? Yeah, and that's coming yeah. up. It's just crazy that sorry. her trial is set to begin April 9th. I'm sorry, but Florida... Yeah, wow. like, do they still have the electric chair? Like, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I don't understand Florida. I've never been, so I can't really Same. say Same, I've never been, but I'm kind of scared to go. Sorry for if any Floridians <laughs> are listening, but Florida terrifies me. I think, like, in my mind... I just forget how populated Florida mm-hmm. is. So I'm always just like, how are there so many like crazy, crazy stories people. from there? But I don't know. There's there's I should I wonder if there's like a like a site that like has like data about like how many murders have happened in each state. I'm sure there is actually. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there's probably, like, crime data. I was going to say I mean, there, sh- there definitely is data. There for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I just want to know, like, per, like, the quota, like, the ratio. I just, I don't even know if it's, like, murders that happen in Florida, but so much crazy shit. Yeah. Like, I remember there was, like, this quiz or something, or I forget what it was, but it was, like, put your birthday in and we'll tell you something crazy that happened in Florida <laughs> on that day. <laughs> And I was like, what? And I did it. And Send I was me like, the link. Crocodile, like, goes to the gas station and eats a man or something. And I was like, what? Yeah, something crazy like that, but. Yeah. I I'll mean, technically, I don't know why I always think about this, but technically, the definition of murder is, like, the unlawful killing of someone. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there technically is, like, legal killing, like, in the military. That kind of weird. Oh, you like mean like killing. in war? Yeah, stuff? yeah. Okay, yeah. So murder is like the unlawful killing, right? So technically, it's not murder when like someone has a death penalty, right? Mm-hmm. True. So Very I guess true. I'm just thinking that crocodile is that technically a murder? <laughs> like, here they're not a citizen of the U.S. It's they're unlawful. Just living. <laughs> no, yeah. To them, they're like. I don't live by your laws. I think Florida as a state is unlawful, honestly. I think crocodiles should have the right to vote. Honestly, probably. <laughs> Get I feel like my dog should have the right to vote. Beanie? Yeah. Beanie? What's Beanie voting in the November election? <laughs> um, I haven't talked to her about it yet because she can't vote <laughs> under the current laws. Um, but I'm assuming it's for... I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming it's for the candidate who is pro, um, pro dog. Yeah, I yeah. agree. <laughs> I don't think, um, President Trump has a, has a dog. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't seem like the type I, of guy yeah, that would take, like... take a dog in a walk. No, not at all. would give a crap about that, so. No. <laughs> Anyways. Well, that is, on that note, that's my story, guys. The killer so, clown murder. Or is it just Killer Clown? Killer Clown. Now that seems weird that I just said that. Yeah, it's definitely the Killer Clown murder. Because that's what happened. (laughs) So, I hope that entertained you all as much as it entertained me. Okay, everyone. So, my story is a cold case. And the reason I came across it is... Honestly, I don't really remember exactly what, like, drew me to this name, Mm -hmm. but, um, in my time 
watching more TV lately. Aren't we all? Yeah. Um, 2020, here we go. Um, I I actually still haven't finished the series, but I watched some of Twin Peaks. Okay. Just because it's super iconic. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't. I feel like you'd like it. I mean, it's like... It's, like, kind of supernatural in the sense that it's, like, kind of eerie, but um, it was done, like, a few decades ago, so it's just, like, it's just, like, creepy, but, like, I don't know how creepy it is now just because it's, like, older. I feel like I would love it, though. Is it set, like, in the 80s, or was it made in the 80s? Yeah. 80s and, like, creepy, I'm in. Yeah. I'm sold. So, um, I am doing... A cold case on Hazel Drew. Okay. And I don't even know if that was grammatically correct, so I didn't <laughs> want to say the murder because. Well, I already fucked mine yeah. up earlier, so you're because good. it's a cold case. <laughs> so basically, one of the main characters, or one of the people in the series Twin Peaks, um, her character's name is Laura Palmer, mm. and so. Laura Palmer's character was actually based on this person. Her name is Hazel Drew. Okay. Crazy. Oh, this yeah. should be good then. Yeah. Because like, I know a lot of... I want. I need to watch Twin Peaks after this. Yeah. Thing. So it's, it's definitely, like, based on her, but, like, a lot of the characters involved in that, like, aren't based on real people. It's right. just, like, this kind of inspired mm-hmm. it. Um, so the creator of Twin Peaks, his name is Mark Frost, um... He spent a lot of time in the town where this happened, um, which is Sand Lake, New York. Oh, okay. Um, and then he kind of became, like, interested in the story, and that's kind of how that all went down. Um, it was also interesting because when I was researching this, I, like, looked, I felt, like, super cool, which, and it wasn't even that badass, <laughs> but I was, like, reading old, like, newspaper articles. <gasps> that is so badass. Yeah. So, like, you can look this up later and yeah. you can, like, see her actual picture. Oh, my God. And I feel like they cast the person really well. Like, they kind of do look alike. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was like, hmm. Okay, so I'm going to set the scene. Okay. We're in Sand Lake, New York. And this is July 6th, 1908. <gasps> 1908. Why do I feel like a ton of, like, important shit happened in 1908? Mm. But I couldn't tell you one thing. I know in 1906, we had the huge earthquake in San Francisco. Oh. Okay, that's Where, like, placement. a yeah. bunch of everything burned down. That's why there's, like, not much, like, older than that here. So was that time period, like what they called the Industrial Revolution? I think so. Okay. That could be wrong. <laughs> if you all can see my face right now, I don't know my We history. might sound like idiots right now, yeah, but okay. I feel like it was. Yeah. I mean, definitely, because, like, the car was pretty much just invented. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actually comes into play in this story, so good job. Thank you. All right, so... July 6, 1908, uh, this is where you could meet a 20-year-old woman named Hazel Drew. She had blonde, thick hair, and blue eyes. She also had a pretty smile. Oh, sounds like a babe. Yeah, she sounds kind of (laughs) baby. All right, so 
Historian Ron Hughes says Hazel was drop dead gorgeous. Oh, damn, okay, that escalated. <laughs> Beautiful. She was very classy, polite, mm. and fashionable. Um, and reports from the newspapers at the time describe the 20 year old as having a quote, well formed figure. Oh, wow. The fact which that they I, put that in the I newspaper. I know, which apparently was a euphemism for having a large bust. Oh. Yeah. So basically, I have a note here. So basically, she was a savage. Yeah. Sounds like it. God, I want to be her. No, you don't. Well, not really, but I mean. Uh, oh, Hazel. What a dope name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I need to take a sip. So, Hazel worked as a governess for Professor Edward Carey and his wife, and was adored by their family. It sounds like governess, like, I always thought that was, like, a noble position. <laughs> it's like a nanny, right? Okay. <laughs> like, governess. I think I was thinking, like, baroness. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. like, noble. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, I was definitely still learning. <laughs> Um, industrial revolution, yeah, definition I mean, of governess, you know. It's not. a tough time period. Yeah. <laughs> so, on the morning of July 7th, 1908, when um, Mrs. Carey asked Hazel to do the laundry, which is, like, one of her normal things, mm-hmm. she abruptly quit, providing no reason at all. The couple found this super odd um, because apparently she had just returned from a trip where she saw, her, like, her cousins and she seemed to be in a really good mood, and at no point during the day has she, or did she appear to be, like, mm-hmm. upset. So Weird. Like, okay, I bye. guess, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? So, later, um, later that evening, apparently she went on, like, a walk, um, and that's where a witness saw her picking raspberries on the side of, um, I'm gonna murder, not murder, I'm gonna, what's the word when you, butcher, Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna butcher this, to Borton Road, it shouldn't be that hard to say, but it just, (laughs) sounds difficult, yeah, uh, to Burton Road, which is the main road in Sand Lake, um, so she was apparently seen at 7.30 p.m., uh, she was wearing a set of gloves, a long dress, and a straw hat. Um, it was decorated with feathers, and she had, like, a pin with the letter H on it. So she was... So did she... I'm sorry. Was she living... Like, after she quit, was she still living there at the house? Or like I don't think she was okay. living there in general. Okay. Because it seems like she had family. So she was picking... Raspberries. Raspberries dressed really nicely. Yeah, and maybe it could have been just, like, an after-work situation. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Well, there's more. Okay. <laughs> um, so, another, like, side note is, like, during that time period, it was kind of considered dangerous for a woman to be, like, out alone. I still feel like it's dangerous. I mean, yeah. I guess just, like, I think about, like, picking raspberries on Or maybe it was, like, frowned upon even back then, you know? like Maybe. I, I guess it was, it was the Industrial Revolution, so yeah. it was a little bit... It was considered dangerous. They didn't say it was, like, bad. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, so we get more details here. So, apparently she never returned home, 
and that's when her family started worrying. So it sounds like she lived out okay. with her parents. Um, but then, like, strange details begin to emerge. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So her family basically reports her missing. Um, and one of the weird discoveries that they make is that there's a suitcase full of her clothes checked in at the Troy Railroad Station, which is 11 miles northwest of Sand Lake. So it's a train station. Yeah. And her there's a and suitcase. she checked in her suitcase because I think you kind of could like put it in a different compartment. Like it makes me think okay. of like a bus, you know, when you like. And then she goes to pick berries. Like that's this weird. Is, so it's like there's a witness of seeing her picking berries. Right. But there's this suitcase with her clothes in it. Okay. And did her at family... a train station eleven miles away? Did her family? Did she say anything to her family that she was leaving somewhere, or... We'll get to that. It sounds like no. An unverified witness claimed that they saw her step onto a train destined for Albany. The reason for the suitcase was never worked out, and authorities investigated in Albany, but gained no leads. So weird that her suitcase is there. Yeah, so her suitcase is there... And then, hmm. yeah, that's, like, not where witnesses saw her. I I'm, wonder, so the first thing in my head is that someone placed it there as, like, a throw, like, you know, to throw them off the track. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It gets crazy. So, at the time of her disappearance, no one knew that Hazel had a chaotic personal life. Oh, drama, the drama of it all. (laughs) And again, this is like, I mean, a different time period. Mm -hmm. Like, all of these things are like, I feel like your moves back then, like, weren't tracked in the same way they are now, right? Now there's just like, oh, here's a photo of me with this person. And it's like, my, like, the cell phone tower pinged me here like it's find my friends literally yeah. lurking on everyone true to me <laughs> mm-hmm. so though her friends and family stated there's no known romantic interest police uncovered a great deal of correspondence between hazel and several different men scandalous yeah most of what authorities had to go on were the initials of those people hazel had been meeting in the night or writing to in secret. Oh, so she just had their initials. They just, yeah. the police just yeah. had their initials. As okay. time went on, the evidence showed that Hazel Drew lived a complicated double life. With every lead announced by the police, a new character was added to the tapestry of suspects. It's so crazy, like, to think, like, we have dating apps now, but, like, this was her dating app, you know, like, mm. writing letters to all these men, like... yeah. She was 20. Yeah, I mean, like, duh. Who doesn't do that? She was beautiful. Like, why not? Totally. So, four days later, so this must be July 11th, 1908, Hazel's bloated, decomposing, almost unidentified body, unidentifiable body was found in Teal Pond. The only way they could identify her was by her gold cavities and her clothes. There was evidence of a blunt force trauma to her head, 
and there was a strange piece of ribbon tied delicately around her neck. How weird. And there was no water in her lungs, discounting drowning as the cause of death. So someone threw her there after. Mm-hmm. How far, does it say how far away the pond was from, like, everything? So Teal Pond is in Sand Lake. Oh, okay. So it's like, so they didn't go very far. So that's super weird that the suitcase mm-hmm. is there, 11 miles away. At this that's why I'm saying I think someone placed it there. Yeah. To I be mean, like, oh, she left. Yeah. So we'll get, um, now we'll kind of go through all the suspects. Okay. Yeah, I so, need to hear about these There's guys. so many. It's wild. So, um, we'll go through the first one that I found. A friend spoke of one of Hazel's friends who worked in a dentist's office in Troy. That is where the suitcase was found. Okay. So he had opportunity, I mean, location. Yeah. But unfortunately, Hazel never shared his name. So she would, like, talk to her friend about him. But I guess she was just like, my friend in Troy, like, she didn't, like... And there's no way to track him down back then. So, she shared that she remembered Hazel saying that he was... That he had actually proposed to her, despite already being married. Okay. The same friend also said that Hazel told her that there was, like, she had been assaulted by someone twice but they were unsuccessful each time she was able to fight them off um so but was, there, was that a guy she knew or was that someone random? else yeah okay. she said the same friend also said that hazel told her an armenian or italian man had attempted to assault her one night but that she was able to fight the man off this man was reported to have continued to make unwanted contact with Hazel. So I think he was, like, sending her letters and stuff. Weird. And she was, okay. Like, no. So those are already, that's, like, two suspects. Huge. Right? Huge, yeah. There was definitely motive. Yeah. Um, a man with a, quote, this is from, like, the newspaper, I think. A man with a, quote, dark complexion was spotted with a girl who looked like Drew on a trolley bus, as well as a stranger spotted near the pond. Those were suspects. Sounds a little racist. Yeah, I I also, we can talk about this after, but I don't believe, like, eyewitness stories completely. Yeah, and so that's kind of what is a continued theme. Yeah. There's, like, so many weird eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. Then came Hazel's uncle, William Taylor, who lived within a mile of the lake where Hazel's body was found and was there to help pull her corpse from the water though the town found him particularly suspect because of his odd behavior um so he was known as suicidal and melancholy which i'm like that's not odd behavior he was just depressed yeah i'll get into that he was eventually cleared as they could no- find no evidence leaking him to the death um and my comment is like if you're suicidal, like, I feel like you're not wanting to take someone else's life. Unless it's, like, your, like, family. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, like, like I'm going to take this person with me. But that's, like, your immediate family. That's not, like, your niece. Yeah, and I feel like it's also, like, if you're protecting your reputation mm-hmm. a lot of the time that happens. And, like, this guy's already has his reputation of being, like... 
sad and melancholy. Like, why yeah. Why would that save his reputation? It just seems strange. Mm-hmm. Like, someone who's melancholy doesn't, like, in in my view, doesn't, like bash someone's head that's such an old-fashioned word for depression too i yeah. think it's so funny i know melancholy i'm like <laughs> so depressed. and that's like odd behavior it's like why don't you guys help him well they actually i don't know if you sidetrack but have you watched nurse ratchet on netflix nurse ratchet it's called ratchet um who's <laughs> in ratchet nurse ratchet i was like Shit. ratchet it's Got like it. based off um the nurse in one flew over cuckoo's nest did you ever read that in high school? Okay, I'm spiraling. Never mind. <laughs> we'll talk offline about that. Yeah. Um, anyways, there was also Frank Smith, a farmhand Hazel had known. He apparently fancied her, but he was cleared with an alibi. He was one of the people who last saw her in town on the night of her disappearance. Apparently, he was also known to torture animals. That is never a good sign. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, so then there's that, but then he had an alibi. So I feel like the police were just all, like, okay, we have this lead, and then yeah. like it just wouldn't work out. Um, Hazel's mother also mentioned a different man from Troy. It was believed that he had... Oh my god, you're gonna love this. <laughs> the mom said she believed that he had hypnotic powers... Oh. And that he had exerted a, quote, mysterious influence over her daughter. How are, I love my comment, how are there so many gremlins in one area? <laughs> I mean, just like in New York, like all these <laughs> mysterious men with mysterious yeah. powers. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, maybe mom was like super religious or something. Mm, and like I her daughter just had is. like, was like having fun. Yeah, like, like she like had a crush on him and like wanted to see him. And mom was like, the devil's inside. Totally. That's what that is. That's the vibe I'm getting. Um, yeah. There's, like, three more suspects. There's <laughs> also a train conductor she may have been dating in secret, which would ex- explain the suitcase. Oh, okay. Um, witness William Huffy told of having seen a strange man seated in a one-horse wagon waiting near Teal's Pond in that neighborhood the night of her disappearance. Seems crazy. It doesn't seem like there's too much to go off. Like, could be just, like, he's chilling. I love the historical, like, a one-horse wagon, though. Not a car, a one-horse wagon. That one I'm pretty sure I got from the newspaper as well. Um, And the last notable suspect was a local millionaire. Okay. He must have been super rich. A millionaire? Back then? Yeah. So a local millionaire named Henry Cramroth, who ran a nearby club with an illicit reputation. Oh Rumors of orgies, right? <laughs> and women being held against their will. Oh, that's not chill. Swirled around his resort, as well as rumors about... Hazel's romantic involvement with Cram Roth, who owned the place. Ultimately, he was also let off, despite witnesses claiming to have heard screams from his establishment around the time of the murder. It's just so sad. I feel like she was 20, right? Mm-hmm. She just got mixed in with the wrong people, or potentially yeah. the wrong person, actually. just Yeah. And so, 
I mean, we'll talk theories later. Yeah. Um, apparently her aunt, Minnie Taylor, was super sus. She was the last family member to see her alive but refused to cooperate with police. She reportedly told Drew's friends, Hazel's friends, mm-hmm. to do the same. Like, that's just, like, another added thing. Like, like, what did she have to hide? Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it was that uncle's wife. Oh. But I feel like they would have... What's, what's the uncle's name? The uncle's name is... William Taylor? That would actually make a lot of sense yeah. why she would say that. But maybe she's just, like, they're, they think he did it, just don't talk mm. to them. Could be. Yeah, and especially with, like, mental illness, it was probably so stigmatized. They mm-hmm. probably just, like, don't talk to them. There's way too many suspects. Yeah. How can I even fathom Yeah, like, every time be? I go into, an, like, one theory, there's, like, another one waiting around the yeah. corner. Okay. So, when all these, like, leads kind of stopped coming, so did the interest in the case. Within a month, there was no more mention of Hazel in the papers. Um, while police continue to say the investigation was ongoing, no arrests were ever made. Ever. Yeah. So, in conclusion, <laughs> although her injuries were consistent with homicide, authorities put forth a different theory. Though people suspe- suspected that it was put forth to put the community at ease. So, I'm going to read you their statement. Okay. Um, yeah, so it kind of sounds like police, like, lost all their leads and just kind of, like, gave up. Yeah. Oh, my God. I d- they do that all the time. I know. So, and the funny thing is the first sentence. After five days of careful investigation. Shut up. Five days? Yes. They're so, like, we did our, we did our time. I know. Like, okay. For example, today it took me just to like read through this case and like there's so many leads and I didn't like even explore them. Yeah. What's the saying? Like it takes like five days even or maybe longer to make a habit of something. What's the, you know what I'm saying? 21. 21 days. I think all I said was five days. Yeah. After five days of careful investigation in which many theories have been advanced a motive for the murder is lacking. Nothing has been learned that would warrant the authorities in making an arrest in connection with the crime. This being the case, the accident theory is advanced, has advanced. The road between Troy and Sand Lake is popular with automobilists. A reckless chauffeur speeding along at night may have struck the girl with his car. A reckless chauffeur, that's the story? May have struck the girl with his car, causing her death. Rather than face the consequences and knowing the area well, it would have been a simple matter to have taken the girl's body in the car up the lonely road towards to Borton and to have thrown her body into the mill pond. So they basically just said, like... Came up with the story. We're closing this because... A chauffeur hit her. No, because it's possible <laughs> Maybe. that a chauffeur hit Maybe. her. Maybe. Like, what? That's the police work back then? That's... Well, I know. I mean, so all, one thing I even just noticed reading it now, like... I think motive was, like, a huge indicator of, like, how... 
um, serious you should take, like, a suspect. Mm -hmm. Because when I think about, like, serial killers, like, the, um, the studies about, like, their behavior and their patterns and all that, like, didn't happen Mm -hmm. until, like, the 70s. Right. So, like... They didn't think that people were just, like... Yeah, like, maybe someone just, like, would kill someone. Right. For the, like, sexual motive or whatever. Yeah. They just, like, you have to have, like, a reason. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, like, the fact that they couldn't find a motive and they didn't have, like, the ability to, like... I mean, the fact that she was in a pond and she was almost decomposed, there's, like, no evidence besides, like, how she died. I remember you mentioned that she had this thing tied around her neck, but, like, was that something she would wear, or was that... I don't know. Okay. The fact that they referred to it as, like, a strange... It made me think that she was strangled then. Yeah. But a ribbon... And it's also weird to think that, like, she was assaulted twice, and she fought back and got away. Mm. So she's not, like, she obviously is, like, a fit person. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like it would show, like, I don't think a ribbon could have choked her. I'm also, I'm thinking, like, maybe, maybe it was someone random, you know, Saw her picking berries. That's what I was saying. Because like, yeah. that happened. I feel like a lot of the crimes that I have been reading recently, it's mm-hmm. like they see someone, they're obviously like a bad person. They have these urges, and it's like the perfect opportunity, and they mm-hmm. just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and who knows? Like, I could definitely do more research on like the road and like. I mean, how common would you see a car, though, in mm-hmm. 1908? But, yeah. I mean, let's say it's, like, a ran, like a random person in a car. Like, I don't know. Like, I'd be so excited if someone offered me a ride in a car I'd never been Totally. And you don't, back then, like what you were saying, like, you don't think that people are bad or that they're going to do anything bad to you. Like, even in the 70s when you have the hitchhikers, yeah, they never but, really thought anything bad was going to happen. she's been assaulted twice. Yeah, but that was by someone she knew, right? No, she said it was, like, an Armenian or Italian person. But twice? How did he keep finding her? He must have been, like, around. Like, there's just so, like, it's tough. There's, like, not a lot to go off of. Right, because back then, I mean, it's hard to detail. Yeah, and, like, journalism was totally different. Like, even in the newspaper, it was just, like, this is, like as much information I could gather. So, Twin Peaks, the character, is based off her? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, like, I've only seen, like, the first couple of episodes, Mm -hmm. but, like, the way they discover her is, like, pretty similar. Oh, interesting. Okay. And, except in the show, she's, like, wrapped in plastic. Like, that wasn't the case here. Um... Oh my gosh, and there's this one part I wanted to talk to you about. While I was researching this, I looked up, like, um, or there was, like, some videos that popped up, so I was like, oh, I'll watch, like, a video and, like, mm-hmm. see what I can learn. Yeah. And it ended up being this, like, paranormal communication. Like, they tried to communicate with her spirit. Oh my god, I would have loved to see that. I will send it to you. Please. Um, I also, like, looked up 
the equipment they're using and we can talk about that later but like it's not super reliable but yeah, I feel like oh you would <laughs> so I don't know if you know this about me but I love ghost hunters yes and their equipment and is so, like yeah the same sort of thing yeah it's basically like it's super easy to interfere mm-hmm, with it totally yeah it's like they basically just like even in the thing I was watching it was like I don't know if a bunch of DJs are talking right now <laughs> it's like I think you're more likely to pick up on DJs than, like, actual spirits. Yes, 100%. But but even for me, who, like, does not believe in paranormal stuff... Yeah. It was still super (laughs) funny and, like, kind of exciting to watch, so... Send it to me. Yeah, that's right up my alley. Yeah, so it was, like... Apparently, I think one of the spirit people that were (laughs) called upon in this video, like, she... I think had been on Ghost Hunters or something. Oh, okay. Did um, they actually talk to There was some Hazel Drew? Yeah. They did and they were like, I'm picking up on this, blah blah blah. Like <laughs> So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> but they had like I mean like they had like subtitles for what they heard. It was in, it was interesting. That's classic. So that's my favorite part of Ghost Hunters is that's when they pick hear something. jumbled noise and then they put subtitles like of what they said and like it did not say that. No. <laughs> this one I could actually hear it. You could maybe hear but it. But it okay. was like one word answers. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. It really. I won't really is. I won't bore any anyone with the technology. We could have that. a separate podcast about paranormal activity in Ghost Hunters. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I haunted things are exciting. All haunted. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, okay, I have some notes. I was like, like, like there's no murder weapon. Yeah, they can't, they can't even tell how she was killed. Yeah, that's why so. I feel like it wasn't, like it might have been a random, like the fact that like, like what if she was like, it doesn't sound like she was planning on going anywhere. Well, the suitcase thing throws but me off. But she quit. The suitcase thing so, okay. at the train station. What if, station. what if she was trying to hitchhike to the train station? But why was her suitcase already there? Right. <laughs> I right. know. Ugh. I know. I was just, yeah. There's so many theories. I would love. It is so We odd. can talk more about it, but. Anyways. It's just one of those things that you want to know so bad. Only one person knew what happened. And that's what kills me. Yeah. So it's always, like, one person or maybe someone they tell, but, like... Yeah. They're just holding the secret and you'll never know. know. And I feel like the police, like... The police may have just come to that conclusion because the last witness said that, like, she was on the road. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's either... I really don't think it's the uncle. Because the fact that she quit, like, it just sounded like she was going somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe maybe she, like, met up with someone in Troy. Like, it could have been that dude that proposed to her. Yeah. And then something went wrong. Like, and then they just, like, dumped her close to home. That's the thing. So you you're also saying that cars are not readily available. Not That's ever had them. So how did they get to this location? Also, 
you know, if he they had her body. So was she killed there or was she killed somewhere else? It's just so many questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, my... I mean, there's also that millionaire guy who would for sure have a car. But he's just like, yeah, it's... And who could probably buy off the police. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if everyone already thought the uncle was odd and he did it, they would have and easily convicted him. And it sucks that, like, it's one of those crimes that were that are so old that you're never going to solve it. It's not like where they have the evidence mm-hmm. and they could solve it today. It's like, it's done. No one will know, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think just, it seems like just a, such a disservice to just say, like, after five days, like, we're closing this case. I mean, we're saying mm-hmm. it's ongoing, but, like, this is what we think is going to happen, so we're not going to really pay attention to mm-hmm. it anymore. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. So. Last me by without like fully enjoying it. And October is my favorite month. Yes. So I am in full spook mode. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk more about October <laughs> and like, what it has to offer. But um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna rate my drink June Shine. It got me in the right mindset. I opened a Citra Solo IPA. Also enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really good, and I had two, and I feel moderately, if I could say moderately, tipsy. So that just proves my point. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Uh, I like the yeah. beer train. Yeah, beer train, wine train. Wine train can cause some issues. <laughs> some major issues. <laughs> I feel like we are at a good level I right know. now. Maybe I'll, we'll just change it up every time. Yeah. I do think we should do a dark turn next time, maybe for <gasps> like oh spooky vibes. Oh, I'll make a new dark turn because we don't know. Yeah, the actual. And dark we'll like turn. write it down and like post it. So in case yeah, anyone wants to <laughs> try it, <laughs> I think you'll be in charge of social media. Oh, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. This is just a reminder to stay safe. Lock your doors, and we'll catch you next time. I hope you keep listening. Bye!